Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Heads and Tails, a podcast with the constantly hovering mind's eye. We can't catch enough of the annual white ball extravaganza that is the Indian Premier League, but we also can't stop getting reminded of multiple white and red ball magic moments from the past. And of course, we can't stop looking forward to the once in 4 years white ball pinnacle event that is the ODI World Cup. And we haven't even begun giving mind share to the World Test Championship final or the Ashes series in England. Lots happening in the world of cricket all of a sudden and lots going on for the OG Chennai boy, my co-host Nitin Sundar. <laughs> Nitin, how are you coping with the blankness caused in your life by the IPL getting done this year? Well, uh the ipl final this year was not a 3 hour affair it was a 3 day affair given that the match uh, eventually spanned three full days the original day the reserve day and then the match actually happened on what monday morning the final chase uh, and it is a game that you wouldn't forget in a hurry because of the way it ended i think all our listeners know what exactly happened and the magic that led to chennai super kings winning a very improbable fifth title uh, after all these years it was 2018 when uh, ms dhoni came back in yellow for the chennai super kings after their two year suspension and it seemed like a strange decision to go back to dhoni at that stage who seemed to be close to the end of his career well six years have passed they've won three more titles and he still seems to be <laughs> close to the end of his career and there's no stopping the man so quite an incredible game uh, quite an incredible finish with ravindra jadeja getting a 6 and a 4 of the last two balls of the tournament to win uh, win yet another title for csk it's, it's not a game that people are going to forget anytime soon what are your thoughts stops i know you did not watch the game and you don't seem to have any regret about having missed one of the greatest cricket games of the year but uh, <laughs> how have you been consuming the news and the vibes of chennai's incredible win no i mean uh, i didn't uh... get to watch the match but uh, what i've been reading and hearing is of course legendary and and the one thing that stood out for me is obviously ms dhoni and his magical magical stumping of shubman gill it was like you had gone back to i don't know dhoni 5 10 15 years earlier those uh, beautiful beautiful hands of him uh, not having any give when he's trying to um, wicket keep the ball against uh, against a spinner who bowls quite quick uh, you know for uh, most spinners and uh, him stumping uh, the rising star shubman gill in a flash and almost everyone other than dhoni understands that uh, the the batter has uh, managed to drag his uh, foot back in the crease it's only dhoni who knows mm-hmm. um very very confidently he knows that uh, it's out and he knows it so confidently that he doesn't even bother to celebrate so i think that and the overall aura of his uh, captaincy and him almost cementing the role of you know non batting non bowling <laughs> captain um and yes. making that role his uh, his own is something that um, that really stood out for me and then Uh, today morning i obviously saw how uh, he continued to sit on his on his chair in the dugout while the rest of his teammates rushed onto the field when um, uh, it was it was obviously uh, quite clear that chennai had won the ipl and um, i think those are the kind of moments that uh, we've known dhoni for over all these years and and uh, he continues to provide them i don't know till when it's going to last but hmm. long may it last He is really tempting fate. So good point you mentioned. 
uh, about him being a non-batting uh, captain, non-bowling, non-batting captain. He has a bum knee now, uh, struggles to move around in the field, can't run too fast between the wickets anymore. So bats very late, only faces a few deliveries. Uh, but he continues to keep wicket, especially against spin, incredibly well. Right, you mentioned he got the rising star Shubman Gill. Earlier in the tournament, he took a wonderful catch down the leg side to dismiss uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, another, some would say, rising star, uh, one of the new big names in Indian cricket now. So he's still managing to hold his own against the the young guns, so to speak. Surya Kumar Yadav, not that young, but at least the, the next generation of players. And he yep. again tempted fate by walking out to bat at, uh, I would say, the la- the wrong time. Potentially put his team under quite a bit of pressure by bagging a first ball duck at that time. But they still had the players to pull it off. So that literally seems to be nothing that MS Dhoni cannot try and do and, and come away, you know, smelling of roses on a cricket field. Uh, at some stage, at some stage, the magic potentially may wear off. I just hope that Dhoni stops playing before that happens. But... So far, so so good. It all looks very good for MS Dhoni. Yeah, it's almost as if, you know, especially for the fans of uh, this team, the longer he's going to continue, the more difficult it is going to be of uh, for the fans to let go of him. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a catch-22 situation for the fans and for him also, I suppose. And it's going to be fascinating to, you know, watch him continue to do this. It was a big final. It was a big day and the atmosphere was already electrifying at Ahmedabad yesterday. It's episode 16 and we're choosing this opportunity to to celebrate the birthday of one of our favorite characters in Indian cricket. It's Ravi Shastri who turned 61 this week, turned 61 rather a few days back. We take the opportunity to celebrate Ravi Shastri's birthday here on Heads and Tails by reliving stories from Shastri's glorious past. And we really could not have picked a better day to do this, given uh, we just had one of the most incredible finals of the Indian Premier League come to an end. It wasn't, it was a moment, in fact, the way the game ended, it was uh, tailor-made for Ravi Shastri and for his his great commentary quips. But nowadays you have three people sitting in the commentary box at the same time. Ian Bishop happened to be the, the man who was calling the action as it happened. And Shastri was giving more of the atmosphere voice. Maybe that's how it is going to be going forward for Ravi Shastri. But in my mind, always the voice of Indian cricket. Some people say that about Harsha Bogle, which I find strange. For me, the voice of Indian cricket will always be Ravi Shastri. It's a voice that has run parallel to the journey of Indian cricket and its phenomenal rise. Shastri has been involved in everything significant that has happened in Indian cricket since since the 1980s as a player, as an all-rounder, as a commentator, as a coach. As a batsman who started off at uh, number 11 and worked his way up uh, to the top of the order, as an opener who was willing to go and play fast bowling without uh, backing away, which which seemed to be the norm with uh, Indian cricket back in the day. As a voice that has uh, uh, you know, been very strident and upfront uh, and proud about Indian India's journey as a cricketing superpower in the last many, many years. Happy birthday to Ravi Shastri and uh, let's celebrate Shastri today on this podcast. Absolutely. I mean, that's a that's a wonderful tribute to uh, all the things that Ravi Shastri has done and continues to do. So let's take it away for uh, Ravi Shastri. I, I believe we have a list of memorable anecdotes from Ravi Shastri's past that we are going to talk about today. Over to you, Chops. What do you have? What is the doctor ordered for Ravi Shastri today? So uh, we will go back to 9th of January 1985. Uh, 
and uh, before we get into anything else we must know that ravi shastri was in bombay on that day and he had actually come home after partying uh, at 3 am in the morning and this is what he uh, mentioned to uh, gorav kapoor on this show called breakfast with champions he said that he gets home at 3 am and he knocks on the door um, his mother opens the door and uh, she asks him obviously as all indian mothers tend to do if this is the time to come home in uh, in a very unironic way and he's you know just managed to uh, get to his bed without troubling his mother bothering his mother uh, any further and just requests her for a couple of idlis to be cooked for him in the morning since he has a cricket match to go to and as he goes to the cricket match he does something which we will get to know later <laughs> uh, but he goes back home after the match and uh, his mother uh, uh, you know asks him how did you go uh, you know with your cricket today and he says that uh, he went okay and uh, made only 5 runs and his mother tells him that if you come home at 3 am you are going to score 5 runs and not any more and then he tells her to watch the 7:30 pm marathi news on television <laughs> and uh before that happens uh, her, his mother goes out and meets a regular bhelpuri wala which is the kind of thing that people in bombay have they have a regular bhelpuri wala and the bhelpuri wala ends up telling her what had happened and she gets confirmation of that uh through the 7:30 pm news and that is you know one very small incident in the life and career of ravi shastri but it kind of tells you right from the moment when he enters his home at 3 am in the morning till the time you know he's he's not even telling his mother what um, what he has been up to what mischief he has been up to is probably way, a very jobs uh, you've just done the same thing to our listeners because you haven't yet told them what what really yeah. ravi shastri did so everybody's wondering now what 1985 was a big year in ravi shastri's life he did a lot of things yes. that year yes. they have no idea what you're talking about So that's the kind of character he is always up to something and uh, most often then more often than not it's up to you know no good so yeah i mean that is the kind of character that ravi shastri is but before we get into you know what he didn't tell his mother very deliberately i believe you have uh, something from his non playing career to talk about absolutely i'm going to take us back to uh, or rather forward from 1985 temporarily to the year 2001 uh we are in south africa in the city of port elizabeth where india are uh, as usual having a very tough test series against south africa this is the second test match between the two teams india have already lost the first test they are fighting hard to save the second test match they need to bat deep on the last day deep das gupta quite literally bats deep alongside <laughs> rahul dravid to save the test match but this was of course on the fifth day of the game but there were incidents that happened earlier in the test match which uh, cast a pall of uh, controversy over this test and that involved the uh, the match referee mike dennis who had uh, accused uh, sachin tendulkar of tampering with the ball of harbhajan singh virender sehwag and a bunch of others of appealing too aggressively and he was threatening to hand out match bans to six indian cricketers in all um and which had led to a lot of consternation amongst uh, indian cricket media and the indian team and there was a press conference that was called at the end of uh, action on day 5 and because mike dennis the match referee was part of all the uh, all the controversy that was building up he was 
uh, actually called on uh, to join that press conference, except he was under strict orders from the ICC not to speak. So he was sitting there uh, facing a phalanx of Indian press people, reporters, journalists, commentators who were asking him a lot of questions and he wasn't answering. He was just sitting there with a blank face until Ravi Shastri's turn came to ask a question. And this was, you know, one of those times in cricket, it's a strange and interesting time where commentators actually used to ask questions in press conferences, uh, not just journalists. And a former cricketer at that, Ravi Shastri was out there. And this is the question that Ravi Shastri asked to the panel. My question is, if Mike Dennis is not going to answer any questions, what is he doing here? We all know what he looks like. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> and, and the camera, the video is there on YouTube. The camera then pans on Mike Dennis's face. He, uh, you see that he just flinches momentarily <laughs> when Ravi Shastri asked that strident question. I'm going to throw a pop question to you, uh, Chops. Uh, I'm going to ask you, who are the six players that Mike Dennis was threatening to to ban. I named a few of them already, but let's see if you can name all of them. Tindulkar, Harbhajan, Sehwag are the ones you named. I'm going to say Ganguly. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to say, um, I don't know, Kumble was playing in the test or not? I don't no. think he would have been. Yeah. Um, no, who was the wicketkeeper? I'm going to say Deepdas Gupta as well. well and... Um, Maybe Lakshman, short leg or thereabouts. <laughs> nah, so yeah, you you were on a roll there. Uh, I would have probably guessed Lakshman too. Uh, and for some reason, I thought Lakshman was one of them. But the other two players were uh, Shiv Sundar Das, uh, who recently <laughs> was uh, became the selector of the Indian team, uh, and Harbhajan Singh, uh, who was also accused of excessive appealing. So Sevag was accused of uh, claiming a catch that uh, that had bounced off Jacques Callis and then moving towards the umpire in a threatening manner. Tendulkar, of course, was uh, accused of ball tampering. And this goes back to Super Sports' uh, notorious tendency to zoom in on the ball when uh, bowlers from the opposition team is working on the ball. They've done this multiple times. And they've unearthed interesting evidence when Australia have played in South Africa uh, as well. But this is something they tended to do quite a bit. And Tendulkar was, as usual, cleaning up the seam uh, and getting the ball to swing a lot more than others. Uh, and Mike Dennis thought he was up to something suspicious. Ganguly, of course, as the ringmaster, was was also under the threat of being consigned to the doghouse. So that's what it was. This was a time in world cricket where other teams could still take these sorts of liberties with Indian cricket because Indian cricket had not become the power center that it is now. You would not imagine this sort of a um, a move being pulled off on the Indian team where six players from the Indian team, including their biggest star, uh, being pulled up for uh, what seemed like extremely... You know, dodgy with with very dodgy evidence. Uh, let's let's put it that way. Uh, on very flimsy circumstances, uh, a time when Indian commentators had to actually stand up and uh, and question authorities, right, and actually push back and and stand and stand out stand up for their country, right. And Ravi Shastri was one of them who who would always stand up in the forefront and be ready to ask the tough questions and you know very much like in his playing days. Uh, and I thought this incident really uh, says a lot about who Ravi Shastri was. And this quote from Shastri, that video clip, I remember was played on loop on television on the next day, on the next coming days, because this move from uh, uh, from uh, Mike Dennis had ramifications that lasted long after the series ended, right? So the bans eventually for some of those players were enforced. So Virendra Sevag actually had to miss a test match later when England toured India. 
and uh, Sehwag's participation in that game became a huge uh, bone of controversy before that test match began, for instance. The next test of this series had to be, uh, you know, made an unofficial test match because the Indian team refused to sort of play after uh, all this had happened and so on and so forth. So Shastri played a huge role in uh, in sort of escalating this situation where it seemed like Indian cricket was uh, being handed the short end of the straw. Let's put it that way. Um, and I also wanted to call out, call out this moment because Shastri has also been on the other side uh, because soon in the future, Indian cricket would go on to become, you know, the bully at the table and Shastri would become the, uh, you know, the ringmaster. Uh, who, the one with the hunter. Yeah, the one with the big whip. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Let's go back to 1985, please. I'm I'm still wondering what happened. <laughs> Yes, so we'll uh, we'll cover the next uh, part of the episode that was 1985 in Shastri's career. So, uh, 9th Jan, the date I mentioned was day two of a three-day match. This was Bombay versus uh, Baroda in the Ranji Trophy. And this was happening at Vankhede, which is, of course, Bombay's home ground and Ravi Shastri's home ground. The captain for Bombay was uh, Sunil Gavaskar. And uh, this match was actually happening in the middle of the England tour of India in 1984-85. And just a few days ago, uh, Ravi Shastri had actually scored a very, very slow 100 uh, against England at uh, Calcutta. Um, a 100 where his strike rate was uh, less than 33 or something. And so in this match, uh, Bombay won the toss. They batted first and they declared at 371 for four. And by the end of day one, Baroda were 12 for two. The big event of day one was not actually Bombay's batting, but the news that Gavaskar had dropped Vengsarkar for being late to the match. Oh. Uh, Vengsarkar was coming back from playing a benefit match for um, a retired uh, Bombay cricketer. And he was on the flight with a few other Bombay cricketers who all managed to reach on time. Vengsarkar didn't do late nights, early mornings quite well. And so he came a little bit late to the ground and Promptly, Gavaskar dropped him and uh, did not even bat an eyelid while doing so. And interestingly, earlier in the season, Gavaskar had done the same thing to Ravi Shastri. Dropped for coming late <laughs> to the ground. So, uh, that was the state of match at the end of day one. Day two is uh, when Baroda reached 330 for eight and made an attacking declaration a few runs behind Bombay. Because it was a three-day match, the... Captains generally conspired to make sure that they make something out of the match. And uh, by the end of day two, Bombay were just uh, uh, had just played one ball and they were zero for uh, no loss. And day three is when all hell breaks loose. There are tracer bullets flying all around the ground. <laughs> uh, and uh, it is exactly what the doctor had ordered after uh, Shastri's very slow hundred against England. Bombay are at 2-0-1 for 4 when Shastri comes in. He goes on to score a quick 50, then converts it into a quick 100. And then when he's on 147, one of the most seminal overs in Indian cricket history begins. But before we go to that over and before we <laughs> rewind what happened in that over, it's time for us to pick up another episode of Ravi Shastri's non-playing career. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. I like I like this anecdote. It's uh, it's taking its time, unwinding itself. Uh, but we'll uh, continue to move into the future, or or the. So we went from 1985 to 2001. We went back to 1985 for a brief bit, 
I'm not going to take us all to 2011. Plenty happened in Indian cricket in uh, 2011. It was the year where when India went to play England in a full uh, four test series, uh, soon after becoming the world test number one and also the one day world number one, uh, they went to England for a four test series where uh, things went uh, downhill very fast and they ended up losing that series 4-0. They would go on to lose in Australia 4-0 as well. Uh, later that year and it would end up becoming one of the most forgettable years in Indian test cricket history. But early in that England tour, Ravi Shastri, who now had become a BCCI spokesperson uh, masquerading as a commentator as part of the broadcast team at ESPN, was out there trying to defend BCCI's decision to not take the DRS. Uh, And this was a strange time in cricket where the DRS Every other team was happy to adopt the DRS. The BCCI, for some reason, was not happy with it. They weren't happy with the technology or the quality of the technology on offer. They refused to play with DRS while every other team was ready to do it. And every other team had to grin and bear with it and choose to play cricket without DRS in games involving India. And Nasser Hussain on air called out that this was uh, was a disgrace. So this was a shame. It was, uh, it was shameful that uh, other teams... Uh, did not have the opportunity to play with DRS because of India. And Ravi Shastri said that everyone in England keeps poking fun at India, keep keep saying things about India because they're jealous about the position that India has at the, at the World Cricket Table. I've been a huge fan of Ravi Shastri over the years. If there was a brief period in Ravi Shastri's life when I was not a huge fan of his, it was during this period where he and Sunil Gavaskar were unabashed uh, commentators for the BCCI, uh, cheerleaders for the BCCI sitting in the commentary box. And uh, I'm glad that that era is at least over and Shastri is back to speaking his mind. But this was a tough time. Uh, and a few months, or not even a few months, I'd say barely a few days before this jealousy uh, comment that he made at uh, Nasser Hussain, of course, there was the world-famous April 2, 2011. Uh, we are, of course, talking soon after MS Dhoni won yet another final uh, that thing doesn't seem to have changed. Back in 2011, he was still winning finals, the biggest of them all, the one-day World Cup final. We all remember that last ball. Uh, and when we close our eyes and we try to think about it, we not just, we don't just see the image of Dhoni hitting that six of Novan Kulsekra and uh, twirling his bat. We also hear the sound, don't we? Dhoni finishes off in style. A magnificent strike into the crowd. India lifts the World Cup after 28 years. The party starts in the dressing room and it's an Indian captain who's been absolutely magnificent in the night of the final. Those are the sounds that we'll we'll never forget. I've I've played it back in my mind many, many times and I've tried to say it (laughs) uh, when I stand in front of a mirror because it still gives me goosebumps even if it is not Shastri himself saying it but me trying to sound like Ravish Shastri. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's it's one of those uh, moments or one of those cricketing... uh, uh, epochal uh, eras, you know, where you had Ravi Shastri being associated with all the big moments in Indian cricket. You mentioned how we are going to go to 2007 later, but mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of other moments, small moments, big moments, which are forever yeah. going to be associated with his booming voice, um, you know, on the microphone. So, yeah, yeah. great, uh, great commentary career, uh, which stands by itself as yeah. legendary um, without even taking into account his uh, playing career. But back to the playing career we go. 1985, Ravi Shastri is on 147. And against him, 
bowling from uh, the far end is a left arm spinner called Tilak Raj who is perhaps not known in cricket for anything else he's just known for this uh, he had uh, apparently played for delhi earlier in the ranji trophy but in this season he was turning out for uh, for baroda and earlier in the match he had opened the innings for baroda and had been uh, dismissed by none other than ravi shastri himself uh, so he is basically bowling to shastri and shastri is obviously trying to score as quickly as possible he's already reached 147 in very quick time tilak raj had dismissed uh, sunil gavaskar bowled for oh. 49 and so he was perhaps on a bit of a high and the baroda captain gives the ball to him once more and the first ball is uh, is a ball that's bowled with six fielders uh, very close in um, it's uh, it's a white ball it's a red ball match so it's not uh, a 30 yard circle but if it, there would have been one six fielders were inside it and uh, ravi shastri with his long levers and uh, a tremendous reach deposits this one over long on for a six uh, the second ball is uh, again flighted and this time there is a bit of a miss hit from ravi shastri it goes towards long on where the fielder drops the catch and it goes for a six again so two sixes on the trot already and the third one is even better it's a six over extra cover which uh, ravi shastri really enjoys and uh, now it's beginning to look like uh, there's going to be even more to come the fourth <laughs> one and this is what surprises me tilak is still flighting the ball he thinks that maybe there's <laughs> one more attempt that he should make to perhaps get an outside edge or you know get another miss hit but it's to no avail uh, there's another six that uh, gets deposited uh, over the long run fielder and now the lesson has you know been brought home for tilak raj the fifth ball is a quicker one and it's no longer outside off stump or on near about off stump it's actually outside leg but by now ravi shastri has gone into overdrive mode and uh, he's he's just uh, you know throwing everything at it this time it's a six over square leg and then yeah. obviously in the baroda camp there is a bit of a uh, you know problem and there is one fielder who perhaps comes to tilak raj at, on this ball right after this ball or just before this one and he finally awakens tilak raj to the possibility of this being six sixes <laughs> and tilak raj by now perhaps doesn't have does uh, the math heart and mind in, in the in the right place uh, but he still tries to do something different to his credit this is a good length ball and it's wider than usual uh, outside off stump shastri had premeditated something he yeah. thought it's going to be something that's peered into the stumps uh, or or a faster one uh, around the off stump and he has moved outside leg stump so his judgment actually fails because hmm. the ball is is on Wide the other direction stump. yeah but by now i mean the body and the mind are working as one uh, he somehow manages to use his reach and he manages to smack it straight down the ground for yet another six mm-hmm. and so that is how he completes his six sixes which he doesn't tell his mother he goes back home <laughs> and tells her that he has actually scored only five runs and his mother has to sadly learn about it from the belpuri wala and the 7:30 yeah. pm news that uh, while his son is off to madras for the next test in the india england uh, test series this has happened uh, already in the day and that's when he 
gets a proper scolding from her <laughs> that you've you've hit six sixes and you haven't even bothered to tell me. And he says, yeah, yeah, I mentioned five runs. I scored a few more. He manages to score two hundred runs, uh, not yeah. out of just one twenty-three balls with thirteen fours and thirteen sixes. And I know it's Baroda, and I know it's it's a Ranji Trophy match, and it's just a three-day match. But to be able to bat like that and change gears from a Test century at a strike rate of you know less than forty to something like this is is quite extraordinary, I would say. Yeah. He also picks up two cheap wickets as Baroda um, struggle in the in the fourth innings chase, uh, but they are about to uh, they are just about saving the game at eighty one for seven, and that's how the match ends. I think the only thing missing when Ravi Shastri was hitting those six sixes was uh, Ravi Shastri's commentary. Ravi Shastri's commentary <laughs> to, to accompany those shots because that's exactly what we got many years later in 2007 when Yuvraj Singh hit Stuart Broad for those six sixes. And it's a sad quirk of Ravi Shastri's life that if you go to YouTube and enter Ravi Shastri six sixes, what you actually end up getting is Yuvraj Singh six sixes with Ravi Shastri's commentary <laughs> and not Ravi Shastri's own six sixes, which of course were not televised. But uh, yeah. yes, like you mentioned, uh, he's been part of some seminal moments. Just purely as a player, was there at 1983 when India won the World Cup as well, and of course at six sixes won the Audi uh, as the champion of champions in Australia. Was there for the tight test. In Which, fact, was there exactly when it happened. Right, he was out and there. And the Audi win. Test. Yeah, the Audi win. Came in March 1985, which is two yeah. months after the six sixes feat. Yeah, and in April 1985, he came back to India. Mumbai was facing off against Delhi in the Ranji Trophy final that year, and who emerges as the hero for Bombay? Shastri again with eight for 91 in the match. Yeah, and 1985 was definitely the biggest year in his career. And uh, yeah, I would say he kept get, getting better, arguably as a player as he went. And unfortunately, that career had to end early because of persistent knee issues. But what uh, the cricketing field lost, the cricketing media box gained. And we all got a great commentator. Uh, like you mentioned, it's easy to be, you know, at the great moments if you're a commentator and if you're one of the best, you will always be handed the big moments. But it's again to Shastri's credit that he's also been a part of several historic moments in his other hat as uh, as a coach of the Indian cricket team, right? And every time he's been called up, he's been the troubleshooter. For Indian cricket, whenever the team is going through strife, they turn to Ravi Shastri, and uh, what he put together along with Virat Kohli uh, is is the stuff of dreams, right? He he oversaw a period when India became a great fast bowling nation, became one of the best, uh, probably the best Test team that India has ever been was under Ravi Shastri as the coach, and nobody's ever going to forget uh, Gabba and uh, and the entire series, the series win in Australia, the two series wins. In Australia, but especially the second series win, which came under tremendous adversity. Um, so yeah, Ravi Shastri has been there. The I would say the Forest Gump of Indian cricket. He has actually been there at every important moment over the years. Yeah, and there's this uh, poem that I I found out in um, uh, on the internet when I was researching for this episode. It's it's not one of those very uh, high literary value poems, but it just mentions how. Shastri's career and his legend has really stood the test of time. This is from, I think, Sports Week used to be this magazine which used to be published many many years ago, 
and uh, there used to be this concept of letters to editor which perhaps our younger listeners may not understand but it's essentially a concept where uh, if you have a magazine or a newspaper and if you're a regular reader then you can actually write to the editor uh, your thoughts on whatever is going on in the world of sports or the country and then they would have a section in the magazine or the newspaper where some of the best ones that come in to the editor from regular readers listeners etc get uh, get published and so there's this uh, person called miss mj jayanti from chandigarh who mm-hmm. sends this into sports week and it's published in 1985 she calls it an ode to shastri he is tall dark handsome his batting <laughs> is sure to fetch a ransom his sheet anchor role causes frustration among the opposition when the other wickets have fallen in quick succession the red cherry in his hand causes a fright whenever runs for the opposition are in sight when he is at the wicket victory is not far that's why he deserved the audi car need i now tell his name he's ravi shastri of the champion of champions fame ah <laughs> just what the doctor ordered <laughs> that's that's 1985 Uh, and this is 2023 and uh, praise be upon him ravi shastri is still going strong absolutely yeah and i wouldn't be surprised if he gets yet another go as coach of the indian team sometime down the line when it is crisis time they will again call ravi shastri and he'll again show up and and do his yeah. job right and while he's yeah. not at it it's great to see the new new version of ravi shastri out there as a commentator i think uh, we all got a little too familiar with shastri the commentator voice for a while and then he yeah, became a yeah, coach yeah. and i really started missing him it's great to have him back i think it's it's just that it's like classic coke right you want to go back to it uh, you know though you know that it's full of sugar it's not good for you but you cannot stay away from it you need it now and then that's ravi shastri's yeah. voice for us uh, yeah keep going strong ravi shastri we'll we'll never tire of listening to you in the commentary box absolutely All right that's been us on episode 16 of the Heads and Tails podcast in which we celebrated the 61st birthday of Ravi Shastri and also spent some time talking about Chennai Super Kings incredible victory in yet another IPL final uh if you like this podcast do recommend us to your friends and we request you to also leave a rating for us on Apple Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcasts Until we see you again next week with uh, our special time machine this is Nitin and Abhishek saying bye 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 well that's it from the presentation area you were listening to heads and tails hosted by Abhishek Chopra and Nitin Sundar produced by Audiomatic producers for Audiomatic Rajesh Tahil and Abdul Khanolkar assistant producer Priya Kash <laughs>